Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And joining us for the first time on this show, Caitlin McGrath, who writes for The Athletic, covers the Toronto Blue Jays. Caitlin, great to have you on. Thanks for the time. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, we like to do proper burials for teams as they go down. We have not really <laughs> officially done that yet for the Blue Jays. So we do that right now. But also we do that with timeliness in mind because there is a war of words being exchanged at the moment between John Schneider and Ross Atkins. So just to give some people some context here, Atkins just the other day said on the Brios decision to remove him early, quote, I do not make those decisions. It is not the front office. That was a unique strategy. I don't know if I've seen that. Um, and then later also, John Schneider made that decision. I was surprised he was coming out. I mean, you cover you know, Schneider and Atkins and this team every day. What did you take from that? And do you believe it? I was surprised. I think we all were, like all the reporters in that room were really surprised because the Blue Jays are a team that tends to really talk about collaboration and when I was watching that game, and I think along with everybody, it when that move happened, it felt so choreographed. Like, you know, Brios is dealing. Uh, he walks Royce Lewis in the fourth inning, which didn't even seem like a bad walk to me because he's the guy that killed you the day before. And it's like, okay, don't let him kill you. It seemed like a competitive walk. But then the minute it happened, uh, he, you know, John Schneider comes out. He takes some Brios out of the game. Kikuchi had been warming, like, the entire game, essentially. Obviously, he's a starter. He has been a starter the whole year, so he has to warm a long time. And it it got to the point where he was warming so much that he probably had to be used at that point. It's like, use him or lose him. So it just felt very choreographed. And so when you are watching that, you think, well, this has obviously been planned out meticulously. John Schneider was kind of given an instruction, like, you got to do it at this point. And that's how it seemed to unfold. And then even after the game, when John Schneider was talking to us, obviously very emotional because the season just ends. But the way that he phrased that decision, it was very much talking about me or I, or but also like talking about we as an organization. Whenever we as an organization make a decision, we're making that decision to win. And so then you come into Ross Atkins uh, press, or on which, by the way, happened on a Saturday. Um, let's just put that out there. And um, <laughs> The, and it's a holiday weekend in Canada, too. So it's Thanksgiving <laughs> this weekend. So anyway, that's just the full context everybody needs. And um, then Ross was basically like, nope, that was John Schneider. And yes, they talked about how the decision was uh, talked about as a, a group, as the coaching staff talked about it, advanced scouts are there talking about it. But it seemed very clear that Ross Atkins wanted to make a distinction that the front office was not making that decision. He said at one point, the front office is not in those meetings. I'm not in those meetings. So it felt very clear that he wanted to make it so that the front office wasn't held responsible for this decision, which is weird because at the same time, like just the decision was made as a group and it was an organizational decision. Just own it. Like it didn't work and your season's over. Is it the only reason your season's over? No, you didn't score any runs. You're not going to win a series when you score one run and have one extra base hit. But it was just, it was just odd to me that it wasn't just like 
the onus wasn't just taken as an organization. Yeah, it really felt, I mean, I have a, I have a special place in my heart for my first ever roommate, John Schneider in baseball. <laughs> like we stayed in the same room in Florida when we first got drafted together. So I also know the guy. And mm -hmm. have you ever seen any autonomous decisions by John Schneider throughout this entire season that you followed the Blue Jays? Well, well, I would say that, like, honestly, when John Schneider makes a decision in a game, whether it works or not, I found that he's very, like, clear cut when he talks about it. Like, there has been decisions, obviously, in an entire season of baseball, there's going to be decisions that a manager makes and he doesn't work. And I remember, like, not that long ago, there was a decision to not pinch run for Alejandro Kirk, who's obviously not a speedy guy. And uh, he tried to score from third. It didn't work out. The Blue Jays lose that game by one run. And so that was, like, a very um, controversial decision Fans were obviously unhappy with it. The Blue Jays were in a period where they really needed to win some games. And I remember after that, it was like John Schneider very clearly said, this is why I made the decision. This is what I was thinking. If it was this circumstance, I would have done this. If it was this circumstance, I would have done this. But I didn't do it because of these various reasons. And I found throughout the season, he was very, very clear. And I found that he often really did own his decisions. And so after the game two... I just felt like he talked a lot more about like group think and about using we and as an organization. I also found he was like a little bit less clear cut talking about the decision. Like just, it felt like something that whether he was wholly convicted or not, I can't really say in that moment, but it just felt like it was a decision that had a lot of brains going at it. And maybe it wasn't something that, or I felt like it wasn't something that John Schneider obviously just came up with on his own. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So let's get to the fun part then, the drama of the situation. <laughs> because Ross is going strong that it was John and not him. So there are so many layers here. Like, number one, why not just kind of keep this over everyone and mm -hmm. let it pass? Number two, how are those two getting along now for another season and looking at each other number that way. Number three in my head goes, okay, if Ross really roasted him and, and John Schneider actually didn't make the call completely on his own, eventually word's going to get out from either John or somebody else around the team, which could include players, coaches, whatever, that are going to say, um, that's not the real story. So then that's a huge hit on the reputation. Like my thing is Ross is coming out here so strong right now. And mm -hmm. if it comes out eventually that, he was lying and it wasn't completely on one human, then how do I like ever want to work with someone like that as a player, a coach, or even an owner? You know, like, is he worried about his job? There's so much going through my head on this. Yeah, that was like somewhat of the uh, strange part of the press conference too, is that you're on the one hand, you're talking about John Schneider making this very controversial decision and so many questions are happening about that. But on the other hand, it's like John Schneider will 100% guarantee be back as manager next year. So you know he's coming back, you know, like they're gonna, assuming Ross is coming back too, like you know that they're gonna be working together and they, Ross off, also talked about the fact that like he's been talking to John over the last 24 hours, they've been in communication. So then I wondered, like, does jo did John know that he was going to do this? Like, did did John give him the okay? Did he say, fine, you could throw me under the bus? Like, I don't know. It is so strange. Um, 
it, it is a weird situation for sure. And, I, you know, again, I just go back to like, why not just own the decision as an organizational one? Like kind of like you were saying, like it, it didn't work and it was a disappointing finish. And the team looks kind of silly because I think honestly, they went into the postseason with probably one of the stronger rotations in terms of just like the depth of it. You had four, actually really like five starters that you would feel good about, I think in any start pretty much. And it just felt like they didn't tap into that. It felt like they got in their own way, especially in the second game in terms of uh, using Kikuchi where they did. I was listening to Ken Rosenthal like before we came on and it, I, I agree. Like you could have just brought in a reliever like a Tim Meza in that situation and then brought in Kikuchi later to cover off a bulk of those innings. So again, like it, it does feel like it's going to be awkward. Um, you know, I guess you hope that John Schneider, who is like a guy that is easy to get along with. I find that that's probably one of his best qualities as a manager is that he seems to be able to connect with people of all types, all types of players, all type of media, all type of executives. And he's very good at communicating. I think he's actually like really clear when he talks. And um, so that's like one of his strengths. So I guess you hope that they can move forward. And presumably if they've been talking in the 24 hours prior to that news conference, they probably talked after like maybe John kind of knew this was going to ha- was how it was going to unfold, but it was just strange. And I would say like the reaction in Toronto has been very strong in terms of people being kind of shocked at Ross's comments. And I think almost you got, you ha- almost had a, like a reverse situation where maybe fans were kind of angry at John Schneider right after that game too and right after the loss. But then kind of hearing his boss throw him under the bus a little bit, I, I feel like now people are like, oh, I kind of feel bad for John Schneider. Like what the- what is going on in this organization? Especially if he has to live with this every for 162 games year round, you know, this type of boss that would do something like that. If, if our side of it is correct and if we know – John Schneider, all this stuff. But let's say, let's say, you know, he really wasn't throwing him under the bus. What is Ross Atkins, what is what is Ross Atkins trying to protect? Is he trying is there any like inkling of who he's trying to protect? Because he was very, he was very specific on a lot of things, like, oh, nobody from the front office. It's only uniform personnel and and Taryn, I'm not sure what Taryn's last name is, but the advanced scout is in that meeting, which I'm going to go with one of the people that are in uniform because he said in uniform personnel is a direct connection to the front office. That is their exact role. And I'm not going to say the guy's name, but so there's a connection to the front office. So who's he trying to protect that's in that, that, you know, by these comments. Yeah. And I wonder too, like, is it a semantics thing? Is Ross saying like, I didn't make that call. The front office didn't make that call in that. Like literally it's not like he called down to the dugout at that moment and said, get Kikuchi going, like pull him <laughs> in. Like, is it purely a semantics thing? Because I don't like just being around the Blue Jays, they talk about like collaboration so much. Like it is, if you like rank the the number one word used in press conferences over the years with the Blue Jays, with Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins, it is collaboration. Like they just, they talk about it all the time. So it's kind of stunning and hard to believe from not just me, but all of the media around this team that all of a sudden, like this major decision you're talking about, well, it was just one guy, or it was really in, in like a closed door meeting with the coaching staff uh, that it, you know, front office didn't have anything to do with it. Like it, it just doesn't really make sense to me. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know, like I, I know that like Ken Rosenthal again, like wrote that, 
column about like having feel in the game. So are the Blue Jays trying to protect the fact that no, no, like they still have a feel for the game or they're, they're not just like this organization that the front office pulls the strings and everyone else is a puppet. Like, are they trying to maintain the perception that the front office is very separate from the coaching staff? Like, I wonder if that's sort of what they're trying to protect. But at the same time, like we all know how baseball works now. We all know how organizations work now. Like we all know that front offices and executives and uh, analytics teams and all those guys are so involved in every decision making. So at this point, it feels strange to not, again, just like own the decision as an organization. And, you know, I think like you could have also just leaned on the fact that there was a lot of other flaws with the team, too. Like the pitching decision didn't work out. And it's unfortunate. And I think that definitely sort of highlights and colors that loss. Like it's the most memorable part about it just because of how much it blew up, I guess, in their face. But the the offense really was an issue this entire season. And anybody that's watched the Blue Jays, I think all season long knew going into the postseason, like the major decision, or sorry, the major question here is, is the offense going to come through? Are they going to be able to hit? And the answer was no. I mean, they could hit, but they just, didn't hit for much power. Um, they didn't hit for any extra base hits, really. They made those base running mistakes. Ito Vladdy, look at him. He made a really bad blunder on the bases. And no one's really talking about that because, again, like everyone's just talking about um, the Barrios decision and the fallout from that. And so it's, it's a very strange time in the organization where I think there's actually a lot of bigger issues at play here. Like, I think you have to figure out why this core is 0-6 in the postseason, right? Going back to 2020, the Vlad Bo sort of led team that you thought was going to be leading the way for this organization um, and, you know, getting deep in the postseason and, and bringing championships to Toronto. Well, they have not won a postseason game yet. You talk about the Blue Jays wanted to be a team that did all the little things right. Well, they made a ton of mistakes and they did not do all the little things right. Defensively, they were really good. Pitching, they were really good. But the offense just did not deliver all year. And so I think there's like larger issues at play here. And you know, if I was Ross, I, I don't know why you would continuously want to just point to that one decision and make that a bigger story. So then lastly, we're at about a minute to go here. What do you think happens this offseason? Anything to boost the offense? Is there just like some switching up with the roster? I mean, they made the Varsho move last year, which actually worked out much better on the Arizona side so far in the short mm -hmm. term with Guriel and Marino. So what are they talking about? What do you see? It's not like a free agent class full of big hitters yeah. and Chapman might be gone. Yeah, there could be a belt could be gone. Um, you know, there's a few guys. Kiermaier could be gone. We'll see. And the Blue Jays, you know, they're going to go out. They could make trades. They still have a decent system where they can make trades and they've shown the ability um, to do that. Like you mentioned the Varsho trade. I think, you know, there's going to have to be some holes to fill but I also think like their best chance is just to get some internal improvement. Like you got to get more from Vlad. You got to get some more maybe from George Springer. You got to figure out what happened with Alejandro Kirk this year. Get more from him. There's Varsho. You want more power from him. You mentioned him. Like So I think there's got to be a lot of internal improvement on the offensive side. I think you feel pretty good about the pitching. Most of the pitching is coming back. So they don't have to do a lot of heavy lifting there, which is a good thing. But there's going to have to be some maneuvering, I think, with the offense plug some holes, get someone for the middle of your lineup. Honestly, like Teoscar Hernandez, maybe a reunion. I don't know about that, but uh, we'll see. Lourdes Gurriel, he's a free agent too. Maybe bring him back, uh, get the gang back together, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, internal improvement is going to be really important because look at this lineup. You should be getting more from it and there's going to be some holes to fill as well.
Caitlin, awesome catching up with you. I'd love to have you back sometime. Um, you can follow her at Caitlin uh, C. McGrath on Twitter, and we'll post some of the clips here too so everyone can get a look. But thank you so much. Enjoy the offseason. I know it came quick. <laughs> it did come quick, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Cheers. Appreciate you. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. <sighs> oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.